hey, this is Trevor. Sorry, I can't come to the phone right now. But if you leave me a message, I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Trevor, call me back. All right. Uh, did you know we got 62 days? Yes, 62 days until the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers returns to the NFL field to play some real games. That's something else. And, and with that comes fantasy, baby. Fantasy, baby. We, we got to talk a little bit about that, too, because uh, preparation is the key to, uh, to finding luck. And, and you need a lot of luck to win that league, all right? Straight up, your fantasy football league. We'll also talk about Vancouver and JT Miller and blah, 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 and all that jazz. And I do believe he still remains a Canucks. And did I say Canucks? That didn't even make sense. Trevor, call me back. Good morning. Thanks so much for calling me back. The sun is shining. I'm on the phone with my buddy. Life is good. Life is good. Life is good. Yeah, I missed you, man. You know, the, the weekend went by and uh, didn't see you. And then, of course, I uh, wanted to talk some hockey on Friday after the draft. But fucking Rogers screws out of that. Fuck you, Rogers. It happens. Take me away from my bro. It happens, man. It happens. What, what a time to be alive where... Man, oh, man, it, it, it made me think a lot, a lot about money, yo, for real, because uh, obviously I'm Kyle Bound, and there's so much things I got to do in this thing called life. And one of those things is make more money and make enough money so that I can, you know, carry some cash around because what happened on Friday reminded me once again that, hey, <laughs> I'm still very much broke, yo. Yeah, I, I know the feeling, man. I wouldn't say I'm, I'm flat broke or anything, but, uh, you know, life's expensive right now, yeah, man. Yeah, dude. You know, place goes to the roof, I got a little one, and then, you know, the wifey and I, we were out of town, like, what, five weekends in a row in May and June, and didn't get didn't go too far, but a couple island trips, a couple Okanagan trips, and uh, I hurts the wallet, man, it all adds up. It does add up, man, it does add up, and uh, uh, a thing that didn't add up for me over the weekend was uh, JT Miller still being a Vancouver Canuck, and I think it's uh, been a talking point for a long time, and it's going to continue to be uh, a talking point for a very long time until it really does happen. Now, Trevor, do you, do you think there's any chance that it doesn't happen and they just run it back? I think there's a good chance it doesn't happen, to be honest. I think the draft was probably your best shot at trading DJ Miller. Okay, I'll back it up. The best shot at trading him was at the trade deadline. Um, and the management team decided there. Um, and then at the draft this weekend, there was obviously some smoke. And I, I do think it's a cliche where there's smoke, there's fire. But everything that I'll be to Rutherford say is that we're not in a rush. We want to sign JT Miller long term. I mean, this is this is a complicated situation, right? This is a guy coming off a 99 point season. It's a probably situation where you could you should sell high, but at the same time, I, I think this management team is considering the merits of keeping JT Miller in the fold. I want to say there's really not too many big trades that happen on free agency. It tends to be more just about the signings. Uh, I know Thomas Drance brought up one example with Jason Spezza, who didn't get traded at the draft from Ottawa and eventually was traded at the end of day one of free agency from Ottawa to Dallas back probably, oh, fuck, seven years ago now. So that was one of the main examples, but there aren't a lot of situations where a top player with at least a year left on his deal gets traded during free agency. Now, it could happen, but at this point, I want to say there's like a 60% chance of Miller returning to the Canucks at training camp just because I don't think this management team is just going to take the best offer on the table if it's not what they want. And now the draft's in the books. I mean, I I, I don't know. I'm, I'm skeptical that a deal's going to get done for J.T. Miller. But, I mean, 
I, this management team has to see that. Taking him into the training camp on the last year of a deal uh, without a contract, it's going to be a talking point all season long. And, you know, maybe that's more of a media thing than a dressing room thing. But uh, I don't think it's the best situation for this team to be in, especially if Miller doesn't want to be a Canuck long term. It's it's kind of similar to like a Ryan Kessler situation where the, you knew that the player wanted out uh, and eventually Benning did trade him. But, yeah, I don't know if it's an ideal situation to bring a guy back if he doesn't really want to be here. Is that what people are saying? Is that what Miller doesn't want? That's to be a Vancouver Canuck long term? Is that... I think there's some, yeah, there's some skepticism. There's some reports that he wants to go back and play in a U.S. market. There's been reports that he'd be interested in playing for Pittsburgh, which would be his hometown team. Yeah. Uh, even though he's an Ohio native, his hometown is about 45 minutes away from Pittsburgh. Um, but obviously, if, if Malkin resigns there, I think that uh, possibility is pretty much nil. So we're starting to see some suitors fall by the wayside, right? I mentioned last week that Washington probably won't be in uh, the sweepstakes for Miller if... Uh, you think Nick Basham's going to come back, and, and Pittsburgh would be the same with Malkin returns. So, again, I'm fascinated to see how these next couple of days play out. Again, I, I've said before, I, everyone gets so horny about Miller trade talk. You know, people forget that he was not even just the best player on this team last season. He drove the fucking bus. Yeah, exactly. There was a lot of nights where the team looked mediocre, and Miller was the one who was showing up game in and game out. And, yeah, you, you just wonder if he can do it long term, and, and that's the risk, but... You know, there's risks everywhere. There's risks in training him. There's risks in keeping him. I think the Canucks got to decide which which risk they're the most comfortable with. Yeah, exactly, man. And uh, the more and more I think about it this morning, uh, I feel as if uh, the chances of him returning are actually high, you know, really high. And I wonder if, besides, besides the fact that there's these rumors that he may want to go back to the States and blah, 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 it's not something that, would be discouraging from his point of view. And the team itself would obviously welcome JT Miller back with open arms because of the way the guys finished towards the end of the season. And I know it's easy for us to be uh, pessimistic about that and credit that to, uh, you know, the, the hiring of a new coach and the momentum that, that that could bring and the change of scenery and blah, blah, blah. And it, it could make us question if, it could happen again. But for those guys in that dressing room, well, what do you think they believe? They, they believe it's going to happen again. They know it's going to happen again, and they know they have a better chance of it happening again, and that's play great hockey if JT Miller is back in the lineup. And I think there could be a lot of good morale if that does happen. Straight up, because you're going to have this situation for for the guys that, that saw them that saw them maybe realize that JT Miller wouldn't be there, and that would be like, you know, a couple months stretch, and then going into training camp and going to the new season, if they actually have that guy in the dressing room, I think it's going to breathe a lot of good energy into that room, and it gives them a better chance to replicate what they did towards the end of last season. And I wouldn't say towards the end of last season. I'd actually say, you know, the better part of the last 45, 50 games. And if that's the case, the Canucks, I mean, yo, to be honest, it's... It's interesting because there's so many things you want from the Canucks, right? You want them to uh, to get assets and uh, stock the cupboards and do things that they haven't done in a long time. But, hey, well, one thing that they haven't done in a long time is be just a threat the whole way through. And uh, are, are the Canucks, like, again, like, I can't believe I'm asking you this, but let's say JT Miller does come back and not much change happens. How, how optimistic are you towards uh, the 2022-2023 season for the Vancouver Canucks? 
Yeah, I think I have some hope, but again, I think that hope ends with them being, you know, like a, a middle tier, maybe bubble playoff team, which is where we were fucking three years ago. So it's not like there's massive improvement. There's massive hope. Yeah. Um, without JT Miller, though, I think they're probably the fifth best team in the Pacific Division, and uh, with them, they're probably somewhere between third and fifth. So, and, and that's <laughs> saying something, right? And yeah. in hockey, it's it's it, it is a fucking team sport at the end of the day, and. Uh, J.T. Miller makes a difference, obviously, but yeah. you know these, this Canucks team is not uh, not a true contender with or without Miller, which is uh, again goes back to why do you keep him around uh, if that's the yeah. case? But it really depends on the contract that he would potentially sign on an extension. And, and for me, here's what I look at it as: you know, Miller, Miller could probably fetch eight and a half, nine mil in the open market. I think if the Canucks are going to keep him you really can't be paying more than, let's say, $8 million a season. Like, it's got to be six years max, $8 million a year max. That's kind of the deal I'm looking at for Miller if they choose to extend him. And, and going into free agency here in two days from now, everything hinges on the Miller situation. But if they do keep him around, the Canucks will have about $6 million in cap space to play with, and they'll have about three roster spots to fill. I lost time I crunched the numbers on it. It was about five mil, uh, but that was with me projecting Besser signing for seven point five mil. So with that, with that six mil, I mean, if they re-sign Highmore and Lamico to fill the four group, that's twenty-two of twenty-three roster spots. And then you got about, let's say, four and a half mil max to go get another player for this team. Nerd. So, nerd. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just laying it out for you, yeah, man. No, I'm laying no, it out I, for you. for the Canucks. Yeah, yeah, and. Again, for whatever reason, I drove into work today thinking uh, that JT Miller is going to be a Canuck next season. And I, again, w- with that uh, quote-unquote realization in my mind, I-, I started thinking about next season and how things could pan out. And uh, yeah, I was kind of not disappointed, more excited to see what uh, the boys could do with the full stretch of games and how much excitement that dressing room would have if, uh, let's say, someone like JT Miller does return because... He is one of the better players in the league. And, and this is a question for another day. Uh, let's say they do bring him back and he doesn't come back as a nine, nine point player. You know, like what if he just, I wouldn't say like regresses because he's been pretty good for the, the last four years. Like what if he goes back to like 70 points or 75 points, uh, maybe like a million dollars gets taken off that uh, so-called extension or, or maybe he does leave. Who knows what's going to happen in this thing called life? Yeah, we talked about it off the top, bro. Who knows, bro? Who knows? You know, like, like I said on Friday, I was pretty much stranded. Yeah, I was stranded. I couldn't get coffee. I couldn't get, I want to get an ice cap. You know what I'm saying? And I don't drink a lot of coffee now, but I was really fiending it on Friday. So I wanted an ice cap with a shot of an espresso and I couldn't get it because I didn't have any cash. And man, the future, man, the future is something else. It really is. And speaking of the future, the last question I want to ask you before we get out of here, it's, it's something to do with fantasy football. Okay. So on Saturday night, I, I threw a little shindig at my house. Okay. A grand total of nine people showed up at the max. Okay. It was a great time though. We partied till 4:30 in the morning. Uh, a couple of those people that did show up were people that were in my fantasy football group. People that I didn't have in mind to invite the bite to the party, uh, before, you know, a, a couple hours before it even started, but it got me thinking, you know, fantasy football is right around the corner. I, I think there's 62 days left until the Packers start their NFL season. And again, uh, this got me thinking about the NFL. Uh, fantasy football, who, who's, uh, who, who's one surprise guy? Like one, one surprise pick, one sleeper pick that you have in mind? I, I know I'm just asking you randomly. You probably haven't thought about this, but does anyone come to mind when I say sleeper pick in, in the 2022-2023 fantasy football season? That's a great question. Yeah, I've I I put zero thought into this. And now I'm... Uh... 
I'm regretting not coming on Saturday because I could have uh, dug at your fantasy football guys for joining the league again. So yeah. that that's on me, man. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, my bad, my bad, my bad. Um, guy that comes to my mind, Tim Patrick, Denver Broncos. I'm just thinking Russell Wilson makes that team Ooh. a lot better. And guys like, you know, Cortland Sutton and, and Jerry Judy will obviously be the sexy receiver picks there. But I think uh, I think you're going to have three pretty viable uh wide receivers on that team in terms of fantasy football so i look at a guy like tim patrick as uh kind of surprise i mean that guy's been pretty consistent uh despite having not a good quarterback in front of him so uh yeah that's just one name that pops into my head and of course i'm thinking about russell wilson because uh fuck that guy but i also love him and i think he's gonna do great oh, things yeah. this year no that's a that's a great pick i know you mentioned you know three receivers uh from the from the core over there in denver but you got the, you got a quarterback that's not just Russell Wilson, but he's probably Russell Wilson on a fuck you tour. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Straight yeah. up, not just to the Seattle Seahawks, but I think to the rest of the NFL. You know, because this dude is extremely fucking talented, and it's not as if I've watched every single Seahawks game for the past couple of seasons. I don't do that. Okay, I got a thing called life, and I do watch too much Packers football. No, I'm not too much Packers football. I just watch all the Packers games. You know, that's uh, that's. What I do, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spend my time with other teams, okay? So I haven't seen him play a lot closely, but I can only assume that he's still fucking great. He's still fucking great, okay? And not to completely compare the two because I do think one is above the other. But if Aaron Rodgers, if Aaron Rodgers, yes, could come back and do what he's done over the last two seasons, dude, Russell Wilson can do that too. And uh, the offense in Denver is is pretty stacked. And, and you brought up uh, the receivers. I, I think I have. Devontae Freeman, is that his name? No, it's not Devontae Freeman. Well, what's his name? What's his name? What's the, what's like the rookie, well, now second-year running back? Uh, oh anyway, anyways, I have that dude on my fantasy team. I, I'm going to I'm gonna drag him over a, as my keeper pick for next season, and I guess I got to be a Russell Wilson fan now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you pretty much do, man. Oh, I was going to bug me. What is his name? Starts with an R. Fuck. Really? Yeah. Starts with an R? What's his name, dude? Oh man, it is what it is. Uh, like I said, bro, yo, you got you got kids, you got kids. Jav- you- Javante, oh, it's on an R. Javante Williams. There we go. Javante, it's Javante, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Don't blame us, bro. You got a kid and you got two football teams, you fucking sack of shit. And I, <laughs> and uh, I, I'm loyal. I'm loyal, man. I, I spend my time wisely in this thing called life, and I already spend three to five hours a week following the Packers team do their thing and uh yeah i can't wait for the nfl to start it's uh yeah 62 days away for the green bay packers uh yeah just just life man i think that's what we got to do going into uh the stretch of no sports happening is talk a lot about fantasy football you, you down for that or what oh 100 man i love getting pumped about fantasy football over the summer and uh yeah let me know what i can do this is a yearly tradition for you and i where i uh try to get in your fantasy football league and then get yeah. denied so yeah well i guess uh, probably yeah. gonna happen again well, we'll talk about how we can make that happen, and maybe it does happen. Trevor, you have a you have a great rest of your day, and, and yeah, keep thinking about fantasy football. And yeah, let's both win our leagues. All right. Hey, let's let's go, buddy. Last year was not a good year for me, but that's because I uh, I got fucked up the night before my fantasy football draft and slept in for the first half hour of it. So that was on me. Yeah. So I need redemption this year. Hey, there you go. There you go. Enjoy your life. Peace. <laughs> Peace, bro.